Hello, podcast listeners. We know podcasts are a great way to catch up on a program that you may have missed on KSJE, and it's provided as a free service of this radio station. But you know, KSJE is now listener-supported, and so while you enjoy this podcast, we hope that you'll also take some time to join KSJE. Become a member today. It's quite easy to do. Just go to our website at ksje.com support and pick the level of support that best matches your budget. Thanks again for listening. Here's your podcast. Ten minutes. KSJE is supported by San Juan Regional Medical Center whose vision is to deliver world-class care, making life better for the communities they are privileged to serve. Offering a comprehensive range of inpatient, outpatient, and emergency care services so residents can live life better here. San Juan Regional Medical Center, community owned and operated, here for you. And joining me this morning, as I mentioned, from Farmington Municipal Schools, back for his regular visit, the superintendent of schools for Farmington Schools, Mr. Cody Deal is here. Mr. Deal, welcome back to KSJE. Nice to have you here. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you having us. You bet. Nice to have you here, as I mentioned, and uh, a lot of things going on, of course. Here we are. Gosh, uh, second month into the new year. It seems like it's going by quickly. A couple days from March, huh? That's right. Yeah. Just a couple. It goes so. fast. So good to have you back. And uh, a lot of stuff going on, of course, as usual, that we want to talk about and some other guests that you brought with you, which we will introduce here in a moment. But uh, one is a recognition of your Apache Elementary School. Yeah, so we're really proud of Apache. And, and I think uh, last year Esperanza received a very similar award. I, we're disappointed that they didn't get to go down to the Roundhouse and, and receive the award as a group. Uh, it snowed. Had, oh. a little, had a little snow issue, but okay. uh, yeah, absolutely. Apache Elementary uh, recognized for their bilingual multi uh, multicultural education program. Um, really proud that they have classrooms in grades K through five, and so it's a really neat program and well deserved. Very good. Congratulations to them, and yeah. uh, and that's great. Sorry that they couldn't get to. Uh, to Santa Fe, though, to, to deal with that. Yeah. Also, some other celebrations with some uh, science and engineering fairs yeah. going on as well. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, change pages there. There it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had a science and engineering fair. We, obviously, we want to congratulate our winners. Um, so, good stuff. Uh, the full results are on our website, farmingtonschools.us. Uh, but cool stuff uh, aerodynamics of rockets, um, pH effects on uh, our health. So, good stuff. Very cool. And your student voices program. Talk to me a bit about that. Yeah, so uh, our, our, uh, one of our leaders in our district, Aaron Gokel, put together this opportunity with our student equity councils from three of our schools, from uh, Esperanza Elementary, Tibbetts Middle School, and Farmington High School. All four schools, actually. Rosanante participated as well. Um, but the student voices, they have student equity councils in their schools and brought them all together for a great day of uh, leadership and, and uh, we really want to optimize their voice and, and um, you know our students, um, we want to hear what, the, what they have to say and, and it's their education, right? And we want to make school engaging and we want to make it a place that they want to show up to every day. So we need to hear them. Very good. And these student equity councils, could you talk a bit more about what they 
aspire to, I guess, would be the term? Well, really, it's just, you know, including and, and being inclusive of, of everyone. And, and, um, and I think Farmington Schools, and I think this county in general does a really good job of that, um, you know, based off of our population and, and um, our, our percentages of Native American students, Hispanic students, Anglo students. And, of course, we have many others, uh, maybe not highest percentages, obviously. But I think, I think this county does a really good job of, of welcoming all of our students into our doors. Right. And I guess maybe making sure that each of those students has an equal opportunity or equitable opportunity for their education. Is that kind of also the idea, depending on their back, no matter their background or socioeconomic status? Sure, absolutely. I mean, we want we want all of our students to have the same opportunity, um, whether they be at, uh, you know, a Bluffview Elementary or a Ladera Elementary. And so we've worked really hard with our HRS systems and uh, of high reliability schools mm -hmm. um, and, you know, safe and supportive collaborative cultures and effective teaching in every classroom. And, and, and of course, students having access to a guaranteed, viable, equitable curriculum. So, um, yeah, that's the goal. Great to see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Black History Month uh, at Farmington Schools, of course. Yeah. These are the final days of February. Yeah, so uh, we had a really neat event uh, on the 22nd of February where um, served all students with a, a culturally relevant uh, meal and the great opportunities for our students to experience stuff that they, they maybe generally don't get to. Um, you know, we say it all the time, we have many students who don't ever get to make their way out of San Juan County. And so this is just an opportunity to bring um, a, a different experience to our students. So gotcha. good stuff. This is a chance to uh, have a different type of, of food, I guess, yeah. a different type of meal and, yeah. and, and things like that. Yep. And then school counseling week. Can't say enough about our counselors, um, whether it be uh, – the, I was talking to somebody earlier today about how the world has changed and how society has changed and, and the roles that school counselors play, um, you know, from one level to another, from the elementary setting, shaping students and their behaviors around social emotional issues. Um, and then as we move into the secondary realm of academic advising and, and just the, all the hats that they, you know, that they put on and, and um, they do an amazing job. And we have such a, a, a good group of, of counselors at all of our schools and, and proud to say that you know uh, eight years ago when I came to the Farmington schools we had school sharing counselors so um, all of our elementary schools now have a, a counselor and social worker in in each building so um, we've really tried to put together a good support system for our students very very good well excellent well thank you for bringing us up to speed a little bit on some of the things that have been happening at uh, at Farmington schools that brings us to the introduction of our first guest who you brought yeah. with you today yeah, do you, you want to do the honors? Sure. Okay. Um, do we right. have Daniel Fear, yes. who's uh, our fine arts coordinator for the district, and uh, um, he's here. He's been here with us before. That's true. So welcome back, Mr. Fear, and and I'll let you take it away. All right. Very good, Mr. Fear. Thank you for coming in and uh, and talking with us a little bit about your job as Farmington Schools director, coordinator, pardon me, of of fine arts and all the different things that includes, which is a lot. It is. It's quite a bit. Um, I provide support for the visual and performing arts K twelve. I also give curriculum support to um, PE K-12 so it's quite a busy job very good and uh, and that includes um, everything from I would think music to theater to everything else that I'm probably forgetting too. ceramics right? painting finger painting 
Every, all of it. All of those things. <laughs> very, very good. And so talk to me a bit about uh, some of the things that have been accomplished during the, I guess, the first half of the school year, if you wouldn't mind. There's some things to, uh, to celebrate and talk about? Sure. Uh, both of our marching bands had um, fantastic marching seasons, uh, culminating in our district marching festival that was at um, FHS uh, in October. Um, we finished out the year strong with over 45 performances in December um, in grades K through 12 and um, kept really busy. Um, our theater productions had both had great shows in the beginning of the year and looking forward to doing the same thing in the second semester. Very, very good. Well, excellent. We just had some guests from uh, um, Finding Nemo, I think. Ah, uh, yes, Junior, Mr. Gleason, that, yes. That, that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, that uh, show is actually this week. Yeah, that's true, at Piedra Vista. Yes. As a matter of fact, as I, if I recall correctly, so uh, very, very good. And then uh, Music in Our Schools Month, that's another month-long celebration. Yeah, that's a national, um, or, or that's set up by the National Association for Music Education, um, which is a, um, an umbrella partner of our music education, State Music Educators Association. And it helps us um, organize and celebrate uh, music in our schools at a national level, coordinating events and um, and advocacy efforts. Uh, both uh, McKinley and Bluffview Elementary are having performances at their schools this month to help with the my, with the Music in Our Schools Month. And um, the high schools and the middle schools are preparing for their music performance assessment by presenting MPA, pre-MPA concerts um, for their events that will be in April. Okay. and uh, But the Music in Our Schools Month is the month of March, is it not? Correct. Okay. So, so it's coming up. We're so days we, away. Right. Um, their, their pre-MPA, their pre-music uh, performance assessment concerts are in March as they prepare for that um, as well. And Great. then we also get the opportunity, it's not as, um, as well publicized or broadcast as Music in Our Schools Month, but it's also, March is also Music Art in Our Schools Month. And um, our countywide high schools will have their countywide art show at Artifacts beginning mm -hmm. March 1st as well. And they have an opening reception at Artifacts from 5 to 7 on Friday. Okay. Very cool. Well, congratulations. And uh, I think it's got to be great for the students to kind of maybe see some of their artwork on the walls of an actual gallery, right? And, uh, and to have art people looking at it. Yeah, it's really fantastic. And Artifacts is such a great partner and venue. Um, and a lot of the students will actually post prices on their work and, and sell their work to you. I've heard that sometimes there's a, there's a sale, which is another great um, experience for your students. Exactly. And it's for them, it's, um, it's great because they get to keep that money, but they also still have to pay a little bit to Artifacts because right. Artifacts is hosting the venue for their work so they they learn what it is to be a professional artist and how to to sell their work an eye-opening experience maybe of how the business world uh, works sometimes right <laughs> absolutely if you're a professional artist so that's great um anything else coming up uh, the rest of the the school year that you're looking forward to and uh our continued performances uh, right. graduation will come up in may and we'll have all of our groups out there performing for their seniors and um State competitions for band and choir will be coming up at the end of April as well. Very good. And before I let you go, I wanted to ask you just a bit about maybe your philosophy on how important the fine arts are in uh, in high school and elementary school for for students to have that kind of well-rounded type of uh, education. Uh, absolutely, I think it's great, and I'm glad that um, I work in Farmington schools where the entire central office believes in that well-rounded student look and um, make sure that we have the support needed to incorporate arts education for all of our students because art is for art's sake, not as, not just as much for what it can do for a student. I mean, we get the kids to come into the school, but 
Um, we want students to be able to go out and enjoy a gallery, go to the San Juan Symphony and enjoy a concert and recognize the value of what they had in school, of what's being presented to them, and be knowledgeable consumers of, uh, of quality arts within our county and contribute to that. Right, and I imagine you find students that maybe discover a type of art that they didn't know they liked, that all of a sudden they're exposed to it, with one of your programs perhaps, or an event or a field trip, and all of a sudden they love classical music, or they love uh, going to the symphony, or, or going to an art gallery, or what have you, and they never experienced that before. Absolutely, all the time. The students all the time, especially uh, Miss Lemming has a great program where she takes all of her students to the San Juan Symphony program, and um, the symphony provides free tickets for them to do that, and the students are continue to go to the concerts even after they've left Farmington High School. Very true. And full disclosure, as a board member of the San Juan Symphony, <laughs> we are thrilled with that partnership. So thank you very much for making that happen from your end as well. That's great. Thank you for coming in this morning. We appreciate it. Mr. Deal, anything uh, to yeah. add about fine arts and uh, the work that uh, Mr. Fear does in the schools? Yeah, no, I just echo um, what Mr. Fear said and, and, you know, the, the art show at the Artifacts, it's, it's cool. It's one of my, one of my favorite events uh, to attend, especially, um, I still love to attend it, but as a high school principal, it was really cool because uh, the whole county is represented and it's, and it's good to, to see. Um, but no, equally, uh, we value um, all of the partnerships, whether they be with the, the college and the city and, and what it does for our students. Very good. Good stuff. Yes, thank you for bringing Mr. Fear with you this yeah. morning as we uh, talk a little bit about some of that. Our other guest is in the studio, too, and uh, would you like to do the honors sure. to uh, introduce our, our second guest who you brought I with you? I feel like you're wanting me to take over for you. Well, no, I, no, no, no I know you kidding. work so much together <laughs> that I just yeah. don't want to interrupt. Yes. No, Mr. Milo McMinn, um, our Director of College and Career Readiness, um, is here to join us today and talk a little bit about those programs, a, a whole different side uh, from the arts, but as... as um, we have kids overlap, and so, yeah, um, welcome, Mr. Milo McMinn. Very good. Mr. Nice McMinn, welcome back. Good to yeah. have you here. Thank you for being with us, the Director of College and Career Readiness, and there's always a lot I know that you're involved with to talk about with, uh, with your students, so bring us a little bit of an update, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so I uh, definitely would like to share about our increased career and technical uh, student education organizations that we have going. Uh, this has been an, a huge emphasis of our program this current year. We have six CTSOs, which is really unheard of for most school districts. Uh, and they've been in the season of state competition. So really would like to do a shout out to our business professionals of America. Uh, we have a couple uh, placers there. Bryce Sandoval took first in interview skills and prepared speech. Elena Foreman, fourth in entrepreneurship. Andrea Kelly, fourth in digital media production. And Logan Hastings, uh, finalist in advanced interview skills. We also have two CTSOs, uh, family, uh, FCCLA, which is our family and consumer science folks, and also one that's really dear to my heart, our educator rising uh, uh, CTSO, which is for future teachers. They're currently going this week uh, to Albuquerque for their state competitions. And then just some others that are on the mix, uh, HOSA, which is our healthcare students, uh, Skills USA, which is predominantly our trade students for welding, automotive, uh, construction, film, uh, with Miss Bassing at PV, and also our uh, hospitality and tourism students. And then, as you may know, Future Farmers of America, that's kind of later in the year. So we've been really excited to really leverage our grant funding to provide uh, opportunities for these students to go out and represent their communities in Albuquerque. Right, and and I guess this is an opportunity for them to also maybe compete with their peers or, or see how they kind of stack up against peers from other schools. Is that kind of the idea too? Yeah, absolutely. So all these organizations uh, are hosted from 
uh, schools across the state of New Mexico. So it's a great opportunity. Farmington Schools has been very successful in many of these before uh, to get kids to nationals and also go to the state conference and really uh, interact with industry, uh, do um, competitions that also include like job interview skills, rubrics, uh, to really get them that taste of what it might look like in the world of work. Right. And I guess, too, to, to see, as I mentioned, how they how they do against other teams, but also, as you mentioned, learning those some real-world skills, I guess, that they may very well encounter once they leave the halls of Farmington schools. That is correct. Got yeah. you. Very good. Yeah. And some other things you mentioned that are that are coming up, of course, um, with the, the other competitions. And then some, some dual credit, too, updates are happening? Yeah. So before I kind of get to dual credit, mm. I just would like to share our welding program. Kind of oh, got yes. a, a really great... Uh, designation for the American Welding Society uh, becoming an educational institutional site. Uh, we believe this is the first one in the state of New Mexico, which is pretty huge, just for our amazing facilities and our, our quality teaching that we have going. Uh, our Kate Center that also hosts that, uh, like uh, Mr. Dale shared about the Equity Council's really bringing up student voice. Uh, we've been participating in a John Hopkins University high school redesign around belonging. Uh, our teachers are really stoked that two of them get to go to Washington, D.C., and then also uh, two students to go meet with the legislators and really promote uh, career and technical education for New Mexico and for our local community as well. Very, getting very to, good. Well, yeah. I, no, I just wanted to say yeah. thank you for picking that up because yeah. it was right on the screen in front of me and I completely no problem. glossed no problem. over it. So I'm glad that you mentioned those extra things as as well. And now we can talk a little bit about yeah. dual credit. Yeah, so just wanted to share some dual credit numbers. Uh, both our high school principals have done an amazing job of offering site-based dual credit. Uh, for example, at the Kate Center where I'm hosted, we have dual credit welding opportunities as well. But 817 students taking dual credit credit classes this year for over uh, um, 1,121 courses, which I think is substantially amazing for all of our students. And that's just in one semester. So, And these are courses are taking here at San Juan College. Correct. Either at our high school taught by a San Juan College instructor or one of our teachers who gets uh, certified to teach dual credit or even coming up here uh, to the college as well. And would also like to share, you know, something that it's really amazing about Farmington Schools is we provide textbooks for all these students. I'm the one who signs the bill and pays off on it, but it is just an amazing opportunity for a person like myself as a community member for these kids to come here, not have to pay tuition, and also we cover the books uh, to participate in expanding their opportunities as college students in the right. future. Which I guess is maybe why those numbers are so high that yeah. you quoted earlier. Yeah, it's huge. Um, the parents see a good deal when they know it, or they know a good deal when they see it. Is Absolutely. Probably what I'm trying so, to say. so whether you're a student at San Juan College High School, Rosanante, PV, Farmington High School, you have all the opportunity to really come to San Juan College with our great partners here and take uh, dual credit classes that interest you in the arts in your core classes or even in career and technical education courses here. Very true. And again, because of the way it's set up, those credits will transfer um, to another institution when that student graduates from high school and maybe decides that they want to transfer to uh, either here back to San Juan College or, or somewhere else perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. We have a couple students that are on track at our traditional high schools to get their associate's degree uh, and really leveraging this opportunity in their schedule while also playing sports, being involved in band and things like that. So it's a great opportunity for our community uh, as a whole. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And Mr. Deal, I'll come back to you about some yeah. of the things that Mr. McMinn talked about um, that's, again, offered by, uh, by Farmington Schools and some of the opportunities that students can, can be afforded through these programs. 
Yeah, and it, it's just another um, example of, of not only what we have to offer, but the support that we get in our community and, and the support that we want to give back to our students in terms of, you know, the textbooks, is a, it's a huge one. I mean, it's, a, it's uh, what, $350,000 a year that, that we contribute to student textbooks. And, and, and what is that, about just, three books? Yeah, right. Okay. We're, we're, we're fortunate to, do, to be able to do it, and we're happy to do it, um, whereas there's a lot of districts who maybe will pay for the first um, dual credit textbook and then students are on their own after so we're happy to do it and we want to keep doing it and we hope that we can keep doing it so um, that along with the other opportunities and the the opportunities for our kids to showcase um, their talents across the state um, it's it's fun to watch very good yeah. excellent some other things that uh, I want to ask you about Mr. Deal and that would include uh, some things that happened at the state legislature um, with some of the, the, the laws that were uh, passed by the legislature that maybe head to the governor's desk during that 30-day session yeah. and what were some of the things that got your uh, got your attention yeah. over there so this is a you know graduation requirements um, House Bill 171 this is a big one for Mr. McMinn and his programs too um, it's going to create more flexibility and allow, allow us to optimize time for students or their time allow them to optimize their time in terms of their opportunities and, and be able to start down career paths and have more flexibility and more options um, as they go through the system so we are really happy about um, House Bill 171 um, I talked about it a little bit last you time did? in terms of the requirements or, or what changes. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, our board meetings, uh, House our Senate Bill 137 will require school board members to receive a little bit more training. So I think the, the number right now is five hours per year. It, it ups it to 10. And then we'll uh, have a requirement of, of uh, Zooming or webcasting our meetings moving forward or when the bill um, takes effect. So gotcha. And you uh, think big the, changes? And you think both of these will get the support of the governor? I mean, she hasn't well, signed them yet. She has House Bill 171. Pardon me. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't know the status on Senate Bill 137, but I'm thinking that it has been signed as well. But yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Well, I mean, so. even radio stations are streaming video now, so I <laughs> would think go. school yep. board meetings yep. would be the next logical yeah, step. It, and and we're happy, and we'll uh, it'll allow our hopefully it'll allow for more community input and right. give people the opportunity to to tune in if they can't physically be present. Very very so, true. Very yeah. true. Um, academic calendar uh, update. So we are we're waiting for uh, we're waiting for the public education department to rule on their rulemaking um, in terms of. Uh, last year legislation was passed on number of hours that students had to be in school and the public education department is looking at uh, adding a day requirement to that rule um, so we're, we're eagerly eagerly awaiting that um, outcome or, or information on that so we can hopeful we adopt a calendar in March at our March board meeting on March 19th Gotcha. Okay. Um, and the final uh, note uh, that we want to cover is the Salmon County reunification training. This sounds like it's something for school districts throughout the county. Yeah. So last week we had uh, an opportunity for um, our safety supervisor, Dale Bodie, along with uh, Palms and Associates, uh, Grant Banish, who used to be in Aztec schools, um, brought districts together um, to talk about reunification and how students or how schools would reunify in case of emergency um, whether that be a large scale or small um, you know last year about this time actually we've had we had two different reunifications for a gas leak in um, uh, at Ladera Elementary and so um, just a, another opportunity for our community to come together and really happy about um, our partnership, and I've said it before, with San Juan County Office of Emergency Management, Mike Mestis, and um, uh, 
uh, our partnership with the fire and the police departments. And then, of course, we work so well together with uh, the other districts in the county and, and superintendents. So right. great, great relationships. I think folks might remember um, the tragedy in Aztec. And, yeah. of course, the reunification was held over at McGee Park because yeah. that was a larger scale. But it's those types of things that you're talking about, small to large, of what school districts would do, how the county could help, things along that line, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. And just being prepared for, um, you know, whether it's having signage and, and having enough staff to be able to reunify um, students with their parents and be able to check identification and, and making sure we're returning students to, to the proper place um, right. where they belong. So it takes a, it takes a big, uh, a, a big operation to do that, especially as you grow, you know, um, a Farmington high school of 1800 students, um, you need a lot of people. Right. Well, and again, you take the responsibility pretty seriously of, uh, returning those kids to their, the right parent or guardian right. or whomever it is. You just don't turn them over to someone who stops the car and opens the door. That's right. So that's an Very important, important, important thing to, uh, to talk about. Very good. Yep. Final thoughts? Anything else to uh, No, I to just, I, I just yes. once again, and, and these guys both have said it, I want to thank our community and our partnerships in this county. Um, so valuable across the board, whether it be safety or, or how our, our community supports our schools and our students and our staffs. Um, so just thank you. Thank you for the continued support. Very good. Well, and I wanted to bring up again, we've talked about some of the things that Farmington schools are able to do that maybe some of the other, not every school district is able to do. And I think that's, again, because of maybe some grant money and other budgetary um, conditions that you have that maybe other districts don't don't get to enjoy and for the support of the community and things along that line. And the students, I think, are the winners getting all these extra choices, resources, and opportunities uh, that they have by going to school in uh, in Farmington. We definitely are lucky. I mean, it's a big, obviously we're big, it's a big organization and there's a lot of support and there, there are a lot of moving parts, but um, we are happy to share as well in, in these partnerships and, and all the school districts do um, very well in, in supporting one another. Um, I know one of our big dreams, or Mr. McMinn's, one of his is to create a, a regional Kate Center or CTE program. So yes, so we can all share. Very exciting. Well, I hope you'll come back, Mr. McMahon, and tell us about it when yeah, uh, those plans get a little more firmed up. But it sounds like uh, that's something that maybe um, you've got your sights on of happening in the next, uh, I don't know, this timeline? What do you think? <laughs> Two years, one year, six months? What are we talking about? Kind of depends on the legislature and some of their movement with funds. Uh, we're gotcha. definitely working for advocacy. Uh, Arizona has JTEDs that kind of follow that system and just kind of working through it. Uh, Gallup looks like they're moving forward on something. And then obviously CTEC and Hobbs was kind of a first step. So uh, what's great about New Mexico is some of these school districts get things moving and it really benefits all of us. And we'd really like to have something up here uh, with our industry to support all of our community uh, for CTE uh, opportunities for our students. Right. It sounds like it would make sense to if you could provide that to all of the local school districts, not one would have to have the burden of the entire cost on their on themselves yeah absolutely so very good well thank you everybody for coming in and uh, and sharing uh still thank you for rounding up your uh, your folks here to bring them with you today i really really appreciate it well and i'll give great thanks to mr tabota and and uh for helping us put it all together and he and he does a lot of the legwork so thanks to him and and visit us at farmingtonschools.us okay very very good everybody thank you for coming in it's great to see you all Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, You're welcome. Coach. My guest from Farmington Schools this morning with me on KSJE. Did you enjoy that podcast? We hope that you did. And if you did, share it with your friends. And if you really want to keep podcasts like this coming, please support KSJE. You can do it easily online at ksje.com.